0: Good afternoon. I'm Hope Go with today's episode of Easy News. The Central Epidemic Command Center says it expects the current wave of coronavirus infections to peak later this month. CECC head Victor Wang says the daily caseload might top out between tomorrow and next Wednesday when the number of cases is likely to be over 50,000, but less than 60,000 per day. Health officials say the current surge in cases is being driven by the BA5 coronavirus subvariant. DNA sequencing conducted in 149 domestic cases last week shows that 59.2% were caused by the subvariant and the proportion is expected to grow. The Central Emergency Operations Center says the number of injuries reported during that series of earthquakes that rattled the island this past weekend has risen to 164. The death toll remains at one. The Emergency Operations Center says that as of yesterday afternoon, 130 emergency rescue vehicles and 2,265 personnel had been deployed. The sole fatality recorded to date was a man working at a ready-mix cement factory in Hualien's Yuli Township. He was killed when a piece of machinery fell on him during the magnitude 6.8 quake. Officials haven't released details explaining how the majority of injuries occurred. In international news, a Russian missile has blasted a crater close to a nuclear power plant in southern Ukraine, damaging nearby industrial equipment but not hitting its three reactors. Ukrainian authorities denounced Monday's attack as an act of nuclear terrorism. Ukraine's nuclear operators said the missiles struck within 300 meters of reactors at South Ukraine nuclear power plant. The strike followed warnings from Russian President Vladimir Putin of possible stepped-up attacks on Ukrainian infrastructure after his forces suffered humiliating battlefield setbacks. It also renewed fears of a possible radioactive disaster in the near-seven-month war. One Western analyst said the Russian military was apparently trying to knock Ukrainian nuclear plants offline before winter sets in. The United Nations is calling on nations around the world to take bolder action on education. The majority of countries have slashed funding for learning since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. But UN officials hope a three-day summit can reverse that trend. William Denslow reports from UN headquarters in New York.
1: Before the COVID-19 pandemic hit, half of 10-year-olds around the world could read and understand a simple written story. Now the UN warns it's only a third. The United Nations estimates that two-thirds of nations have cut education budgets since the pandemic began. At a three-day education summit, UN officials urge nations to invest more into education systems. This event comes in a week when world leaders are gathering in New York for the UN General Assembly High Level Week. Each nation will have the chance to make an address and participate in a number of sidebar meetings and events. Education, climate change, food insecurity, minority rights and the war in Ukraine are all expected to dominate the agenda. William Denslow, New York.
0: And authorities in Nigeria say they are battling the worst flooding the West African nation has seen since 2012, after floods this year killed more than 300 people, including 20 this week. In the northwest Jigawa state, where floods have killed 91 people, including 20 this week, the head of the Jigawa State Emergency Management Agency said the situation is beyond our control. The floods have also destroyed crops in many farmlands, mostly in Nigeria's northern region. The area produces much of what the country eats, raising concerns that it could further affect food supplies already disrupted by armed conflict in the country's northwest and central regions. That was the ICRT News. Check in again tomorrow for our simplified version of the news, uploaded every day in the afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Hope Go.